Welcome to the Aligned Leader Podcast, a personal growth podcast for driven women who want to level up their life and business. Tune in weekly to learn emotional management tools and mindset expanding tips. I'm your host, mindset and business coach, Michelle Costas. Let's get started. Welcome back, everyone. Today is going to be a little bit different. Today is going to be me sharing what I would tell my younger self before I became an entrepreneur. I want to have an open letter, a candid open letter with you where I share some of the things that I would tell my younger self if I could talk to her now and advice I would give her before she started her journey, during her journey, and leading up to now. As most of you know, I became an entrepreneur at a pretty young age You know, besides entrepreneurship, I've only had a few different jobs. I was a waitress. I worked in a couple retail locations. I even was uh, selling jewelry at one point at a retail location. I also was in banking for a short period of time. And those were my, you know, my jobs. My very first job, I was actually working at a local deli making pizza. (laughs) I was there two weeks. And then I became a waitress across the street because I found out that the opportunity was stronger there. So if we look back in time at some of my first entrepreneurial, you know, ventures, I had joined a multi-level marketing company when I was very young. It was kind of around the same time as when I was getting my real estate license. And my thought process then was I wanted to have extra income while I was growing my real estate business. And, you know, I really didn't have a lot of support in that particular venture. And looking back now, it's it's always so interesting when you look back on your life and how things were meant to be because I really believe that that primed me to believe in the possibility that's available in network marketing. And, you know, network marketing totally changed my life. And I'm just really grateful to the younger version of me for being open-minded because I know that, you know, I was a skeptical person and the odds of me ending up where I ended up Uh, were really slim. And so I got my real estate license. It took me about a year. I remember I would work on getting my real estate license and then I would go to my job at Applebee's to waitress at night and I would get home between two or four in the morning and then I continued my licensing. It took me a year. Um, I studied a lot for the test. I didn't want to fail it because I had heard so many people do fail it up to four times as like the average. Um, So I did pass it on the first time and I was so grateful for that. And I really thought that getting my real estate license was going to teach me how to sell. It was going to teach me how to have a business, but essentially it just taught you not how to get how to not get sued. So I am grateful for that time. And, you know, I did not enjoy that process at all. Um, But I was like, you know, I'll learn, I'll learn. And so when I look back at my real estate journey and what that looked like, I am so incredibly grateful for all of the mentorship 
that I had during that season. I mean, right out the gate, I worked uh, at Keller Williams at first for a long time. And Keller Williams is such a great company. They have such a great culture. And, you know, I just, I loved the culture of that company and the people in it. I right out the gate had a mentor and um, I learned very quickly that I knew nothing about selling. I knew nothing about, you know, what it meant to be a real estate agent. I think that one of the things that I struggled with back then, like here's one of my bullet points of things I wish I would have told myself is I remember feeling such intense imposter syndrome. So if you're an entrepreneur, you can probably relate to this, but I just remember, you know, I had not bought a home yet and I was out selling homes to people who were very established, you know, people who were putting a few hundred thousand dollars down, people who were paying cash for their homes. I remember one of my very first homes I sold was to an investor and they paid cash and they were highly successful. And I remember that investor like pulled up in this really, really old car and and the appointment was like five minutes. I met her at the property and it was just really, really simple and I guess right place at the right time. But um, yeah, she was going to, they were going to pay cash and ended up uh, having a relationship with that investor. And, you know, that was just such a blessing. But when I look back, it's like, I was so concerned about what people thought of me and, you know, people believing that I knew what I was talking about or that I was good at my job or whatever. So this is part of the the nuggets that you're going to find in this episode is that if I could give myself advice for that time period, um, what, what I didn't realize that I was doing right during that time period is I was legitimately coming from a place of service. I took it so seriously that these people were trusting me with their finances and their future in this way. I was very thorough, very careful, and, um, you know, I did come from a place of service. I was willing to do anything, um, you know, legally and ethically to make sure that my clients were taken care of. And so I wish I could go back in time and tell myself that, um, you know, and everything happens for a reason and I'm so grateful for my journey. But the thing I would tell myself for that season is I would say, you know, they don't care what you've done. They care if you can help them. And I think that's a lesson for entrepreneurs in general. And I think it's the cure for imposter syndrome is it doesn't really matter what your accolades are or what you've accomplished. Sure, that looks shiny and nice and is a great thing to post on social media. But truly, people don't care about what we've done. They just care about the value that we can bring them and our level of service for them. So that would be the first thing. So fast forward through my real estate career, I worked with different agents and, you know, there were some times where here's the next nugget for you. I was working with people that you know, I wouldn't necessarily work with today. Um, There was some dynamics with some different agents that I worked with. And and I just really was at that time um, not confident enough or didn't have a high enough self-esteem to really set boundaries. So if I could go back in time, I would tell her to set boundaries, that it's okay to say no. It's okay to trust your gut Never allow anyone to make you feel bad for doing the right thing. And I would also say to her that it's okay to, 
you know, have times where, you know, because you chose the right thing, you missed out on a transaction. Don't feel bad about that. If I could go back in time, I would tell that girl, like, trust your gut more because just because people around you are choosing things, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are wrong or, you know, less hardworking because you're not willing to choose things. For example, you know, for me, I want to put my faith in my family above my career. And those times where I was encouraged to do an open house on a Sunday, I would tell my younger self that, you know, it's okay to say no to that. So that's just an example of, you know, something that I would do differently and advice that I would give myself then. Okay, so moving on, you know, I would also tell myself that, you know, you're better than you think you are. (laughs) I spent a lot of my life feeling like I was not enough. And what I didn't realize is that not enough was creating scarcity and that not enough feeling was creating more not enough feelings and that was creating lack. And so it kind of keeps you in this stuck place of believing that you're not enough, but your enoughness has nothing to do with your ability to achieve, your ability to accomplish things. Your enoughness is completely separate from your business, from your finances, from your results. So I would go back in time and and tell her, compartmentalize it. Separate yourself from your results in your business and learn your worth and your value. Um, Find it in the true places and not the places that are superficial or surface or exterior because it doesn't mean as much as you think. Uh, The other thing I would tell my younger self, you know, when I've had those times where I was in my network marketing business and I would have a low month or maybe my month was really, really great the month before and then it wasn't quite as great the next month, whatever that looked like, I wish I could go back in time and tell myself that, you know, if I was going to give her advice right now, I would say that your month right now is just a representation of what you were doing 60 to 90 days ago. So just choose again. Just choose again. The more you feel bad about it, the more you feel bad for yourself about your numbers, the longer you will live in it, the longer you will stay in it the more you will attract it. And there it goes again, that not enoughness and and lack and, you know, combining results with worth, right? So that's the advice I'd give myself then. The other advice I'd give myself is when I look back at, you know, the times of winning, which, you know, when I chose to... um, change my position within my network marketing company before I launched my coaching business, I was winning. And that was one of the things that inspired me to pivot in my career and my life is that I saw so many people needing the overcoming strategy tools that I spent almost a decade at that point, almost a decade at that point, learning and investing in coaches and therapy and all these things. And I felt like if I kept it all to myself, it it wasn't right. I just felt a calling on my heart to, to pass it on to other people. And so it was an interesting time and an interesting season for me, loving the company that I was with and loving 
loving, loving, loving the position that I was in and my team and all of that and knowing that I had the capability to go to the highest rank within that company. I I didn't have any doubt. It was a strange thing to get to that point and know that and still choose to select my new career of coaching back then. And if I could go back in time, I would say you're making the right choice because you can help so many people and you are going to help so many people. And so, um, you know, that goes back to, again, advice I would give myself is trust your intuition and intuition. You know, I heard another coach say this last year or earlier this year. She said that intuition in your body feels like love and not fear. So if it feels like fear, it's like your subconscious brain is trying to set off an alarm. But if it feels like love, it's intuition. And, you know, I always had a visual at the company that I was a leader within before I became a coach. I always had a vision of helping other people become leaders. And I did that. But at the level that I had envisioned, I wanted to be Um, at the highest rank of that company and help more people than had ever been helped to that position. That was my visual. I could see the stage. I could see all those people. It's interesting because when I pivoted and became a coach, that was truly my vision coming to life right away because that's really what I do every single day now is I help top leaders go to their next level. And it's so incredibly fulfilling and I'm so incredibly grateful. And I I would tell myself, thank you for being afraid and doing it anyway. Thank you for being afraid and doing it anyway. Another thing that I would tell myself, you know, in those early months and, and years of each business that I've had is I would say failure is not a sign that there are problems or that you're not to, meant to be in the business that you're doing. Failure is part of success. And I would tell myself that I was proud of myself for failing and not quitting and that the difference between someone who makes it in any business is the difference is is that they don't quit. And that, you know, truly would be the best advice that I would have given myself. And, um, you know, what would happen for me in different businesses that I had is I would be very successful right off the bat and then I wouldn't be consistent with it. And I think there's a fine line between not being consistent with something because you don't love the process and not being consistent with something because you're not willing to do the work. There's a fine line. And so that's why my, you know, my pivot to coaching is that I I kept the things that I loved about my positioning in the network marketing company I was with. I kept the things I loved about real estate. I kept the things I loved about photography. I kept the things that I loved about uh, everything that I have done my whole life. I kept the things that I loved and found the thing that I love the most with the process, the thing that is the most fulfilling. And you know, when you're really thinking about what you want to do, and maybe you are thinking about pivoting from one business to another, or maybe adding something in, you know, you always want to ask yourself, do you love your reasons? And the biggest awareness for me was years ago when I had the first thought of becoming a coach is that 
I thought in my mind I would do it for free. I would do it for free all day, every day. I would be willing to do all the mundane tasks in exchange to have the fulfillment and the joy and the blessing to be able to help others on a deep level and to step into my calling. And so um, I just want to share all of this with you because I want to encourage you that you know, what you're doing right now, if we take these nuggets that I shared of advice that I would give myself, I'm sure something resonated with you, is whatever you're doing right now, find a way to love the process, trust your gut intuition, accept that failure is a part of the refinement and the growth, and that it's actually a sign that you are growing if you're not failing, that you're not growing. And if you are failing, that it's not a a state of being. Failure is not a state of being. It's a moment in time. It's a representation of what's happening now and it's an opportunity to get to your next level. And, you know, I was talking with a client and we were talking today about how, you know, she learned some lessons over the last few months and we're so excited for her because her growth is monumental and we're so excited because, you know, it is easier to have the moments of overcoming early in the journey. It's more challenging at the top. And so, you know, if I if you are in your journey and you're finding you're failing often and you're learning a lot, this is a good thing. You want to fail as fast as you can and as often as you can. That's my my last nugget that I'll leave you with because truly that makes all the difference and it's all how you think about failure and it's all how you think about yourself that will determine how fast you pivot and get up because I assure you the people at the top of the company that you're at and maybe you're at the top of the company that you're at or you know the people at the level of success that you want to be at in the, the business that you own. I guarantee you the people that you look up to are failing constantly. They're failing often. You just don't see it because they pivot and bounce back so quickly. So the next thing I want to share really quickly before we wrap up is I have a special free event coming August 11th, 2023 at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I have a really exciting free workshop that I'm going to be doing. So I'm inviting you directly here. I'm going to put the link in the show notes to register, but it's called Next Level Selling for Leaders in Direct Sales. It's a free 90-minute workshop, and I'm going to teach you three skills to triple your sales and grow a top-selling team. You're going to learn how to create a buying environment, learn how to powerfully ask closing questions, and learn how to increase first order averages right now. So that is August 11th at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And for the first time ever on one of my workshops, I will be choosing three people who will be selected to receive live coaching on the workshop. So if you want a chance to be one of those three people, you'll definitely want to click the links in the show notes. My pricing for my one-on-one will be increasing at the beginning of August. So this is your chance. If you've been on the fence thinking about working with me, book a free call with me. We're going to talk about your goals, where you are, where you're going, and how to bridge the gap. And I have some new exciting news that I will be sharing at the workshop as well. But it's 
seriously going to be a game changer. You're not going to want to miss it. That is something that I love to do with my clients is truly help them become a master at selling because it changes everything in any business that you're in when you elevate your sales skills. All right, click the link in the show notes to register or to apply to work with me with the current pricing, and I will talk to y'all soon. Thanks for listening.